0: What is up everyone, you're going to have to ignore this vest sticking out of the long sleeve here But it is winter in England, just come back from two weeks in California Which was incredible, 20 to 30 degrees every single day It was epic and then before that I was in Italy for a week Travelling north of Italy, finishing up in Lake Garda, this incredible hotel And then I was in Corsica the week before that So I basically had an extended summer, full of sunshine, full of good food, full of vibes And we're back in England and this is the swag that we're going with So today I'm going to talk to you about a business that I'm considering Let's head to my office and uh, let's talk a little bit more about this. So I am buying businesses, as you might know, I'm acquiring businesses. I've got a couple in the pipeline, one really interesting food business and one other kind of agency type business now i am looking at another agency right now and it's like a design marketing digital kind of agency usual spiel really cool website makes sense given it's, it's their bags what they do really cool brand worked with some really cool brands Now i was just sitting here putting an email together kind of giving them a rough valuation of their business and also just some caveats and some things to explore like the structure of the business could be an earnout. why is the value like this now because it's a fairly new business it's quite tricky to really put a solid valuation on it from my perspective because you know if you've got a year or less of accounts we're kind of in a position where we haven't got much history to go off right we haven't really got three years of okay you've been stable you've been growing so that's one of the first issues for me when looking at a business is this stability piece and this one doesn't have it and it's not any fault of their own i happen to reach out to them they're interested now but it's quite early so When you're looking at accounts, when you're looking at things, you have to just be a bit more careful. And, you know, the valuation from my end does drop because there's just not that stability. You know, if I'm buying a business, I want to know that after buying it, it's going to continue like it has for years. Not, wow, you had an amazing first year, but then... You know, like it needs to be good and consistent. It needs to be boring, actually. It's mean, like, oh, I don't like that. I don't want some crazy shit. And also this one, the monthly turnover is, there are some drastically different monthly turnovers. Now that happens, businesses have seasonality, they win contracts, they don't. They, you know, there's lots of reasons for this and that's not an issue in itself, but when a year or so is the only stability that you have, it makes it trickier. But again, it could they could—they could be consistent for the whole year. And yeah, that would be great. But then it goes back to the bigger picture of still only a year. And by the way, this could mean that it's just too too early. You know, if they're not ready to accept a lower valuation and you could argue, why would they? Unless they had, you know, unless they had to get out of the business, then it is what it is. And I'd say that to them. I'd say, look, here's the value, but in two or three years, this is going to be different if you carry on like this. So, don't know if it's in your interest to sell you know but for some people say look we can't we've got other projects we're leaving the country we're just we've got funding for the, whatever you know there's so many reasons why so that's one thing i'm looking at is that is the time the second thing is skills like creative skills like with sales you can train sales and you can make someone do 100 cold calls and understand selling and I, I think there's a lot more training that can be done when it comes to like design branding creativity i mean you can teach it but i just think some people are better at it and hey that goes with sales as well but i think sales is more teachable for example versus you know designing a packet of a what is this like a blood test there's certain things that go into that that are different and maybe can't be taught as well The second or third risk here is you leave as the owner, as owner, and you're taking a chunk with you, a big chunk that in a a recruitment business and something else, I might say, you know what, it's not as important. We'll we'll sort it out. We'll get a replacement, whatever. I look at and say, "Mm, you're bringing your your eye to it, right? Your own expertise and and flair. Now, can we replace that easily? No. You know, you're responsible for the success so far as well as everyone else in the team because you're the one checking it, verifying it, making sure that it fits what you're doing. And that's also why you've done so well. So that's kind of concerning for me is that, you know, when they, and again, this is a concern in all businesses, by the way, but some owners are a lot more replaceable and some industries have positions that are a lot more replaceable. I'm not saying I can't find another good designer and you know, they can't replace them, but it's definitely something I'm thinking about and that again, affects the valuation. Another risk. I think this might be the last risk I'm thinking about is is their staff structure because without going into too much detail it's a great staff structure for running a business and it's great for maximizing profit and being streamlined. But when you're buying a business, you kind of want it a bit more boring and you kind of want a bit more of a traditional staff structure sometimes, just because it gives you more security of staff. You know, when there's the way that's kind of been done here, it's a lot easier for people to leave and disappear. And you know, there's a lot less stopping people, and there's a lot there's a lot less obstacles in the way of issues. And when you're buying a business, you're buying a business and you want it to run and to not have these issues and have to deal with them. Now you will, of course but I don't need to pay for that. You know, like the risk is always there, but I want it to be as de-risk as possible. And this staff structure doesn't fill me with confidence when you're buying a business and handing over money for it. So that again is going to reduce the valuation. So I've put email together explaining this to the seller. They'll probably come back and say, look, Tej, no worries. You know, price doesn't work for us, not interested. I say, cool. Yeah, it's taken me, I don't know, maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half, including the first call we had to like review the accounts, go over it, write the email. And it is what it is. You know, your one, your one no closest to a yes. I'm mean, might turn around and say, hey, yes, cool. But I've had to reduce the price from what I initially said by about 20, 30%, like not to them, but in my email before I've sent it. Because as I think through it, and I'm sitting here thinking about it, which is why I turn the camera on. You know, the risks that are there are not ones that I'm prepared to take, you know, in this shape or form without there being a very good price. Now, that's all the risks covered because it's only been a year. You know, it's very hard for me to say, here's the money, we'll do 30% up front, the rest deferred. But it's this, I said very clearly, this has to be an earnout any offer, anything we further progress under is an earn out. I need you to earn yourselves out of this business because you've only had a year, maybe a bit before to set up. There's not enough time for me to see that stability and to see that this can continue. So I need you both to stay in in some capacity, in some shape or form, set targets, high targets, an existing target, and then anything below that. If you earn less than that, you get paid less than that. If you earn the target, you get paid what was agreed. If you go past it, you get paid more. Now, this is a really good way to structure deals for owners who have the Energy and inclination to do better, or those where well, there's new businesses and you haven't got the history for it, or as every single seller says, although I, I keep hearing it less now, which is good, maybe they're watching these videos, is oh, it's gonna be our best year yet. We've had 20 shit years, but tell us this year, oh, it's all gonna change. So I want an evaluation based on this year. I'm like, what the fuck you want about? Uh-uh. So an earnout works really well in that case because it allows these owners who you know talk to put this in their chest and say, yeah, it is going to be our best year and I'm confident in it. I'll prove it. If I don't, then cool. Get paid what was agreed. If I do, then put me more. Obviously the contract will set out fair terms if World War 3 starts, well there's always a war in this world. or if covid round seven happens then obviously there'll be some allowance for that right whether it's an extension on the earnout, whatever i like earnouts as a buyer but i think also as a seller it's also quite good because it allows you to make more money however obviously some sellers don't like it because there will be kpis there will be targets set it can change things a little bit right And i think it's super important when you're offering these that you don't just turn it into a kpi house and just write here's a target fucking smash the phones you might do that anyway but you need to kind of say from the beginning look yes the target is monetary but The real target is that we keep impressing our customers, they love us, they keep coming back, they keep giving us reviews. That's the real target, is to keep that customer satisfaction and delivery for your clients at a high level. So those are just my thoughts, some raw thoughts as I'm talking through it on this business that I'm looking at and my sort of initial offer. It's not necessarily an offer, but an initial indication of where the offer would be. You know, when I'm buying businesses and looking at them, Try to get to the valuation as soon as possible because let's be honest the only thing the main thing any seller cares about is what you're paying for it yeah I want my staff looked after yeah i want this okay that's fine the main thing is the money Right, like, right let's just be real so let me get them to that figure asap let me review those accounts give them a figure and if we're aligned cool let's carry on talking let's learn more about your company let's hear about the other bits and bobs that you want so yeah. If you're interested in learning about M&A, how to buy businesses, click the link in below. It's not me who teaches you. It's my boy D Daniel, GQ model. He's taught me everything I know. He helped me buy my first cleaning business. Net profit, 45 to 50 grand a year. Fairly sort of straightforward business. doesn't take up too much time. I also got it for a very, very good deal of that one X multiplier and the business is paying for the rest of the business. So yeah, if you want to learn that and learn how to buy businesses, speak to him.